It's my hope tonight that if nothing else, that we would realize that prophecy, the prophetic, it's for everyone. You don't have to be a special kind of Christian. You don't have to have a, like, uh, you know, you don't have to have the Holy Spirit on speed dial to be able to engage with the prophetic. When we read through the scriptures, some of the most random people end up speaking on behalf of God. Uh, And so my hope is that by the end of tonight, you'd feel that um, you can give this a go. Hi, and welcome to the Northridge Vineyard Evening Community Podcast. We're a church community in Sydney, Australia, who are passionate about pursuing God together and seeing the world changed by His love. We hope this message challenges and inspires you. For more talks and other resources, please visit our website, www.northridge.org.au. Hey everyone, welcome once again to Cafe Gresham Brit. Uh, I was going to give you a new view of our living room this week, but given the proliferation of coffee machines we've had in our last few messages, I thought it was important to just you know continue the trend. And plus, I like the cafe vibes. Who doesn't? Uh, welcome also to week two of our series, Hearing from God. Adam kicked us off last week uh, with a fantastic introduction. Uh, he gave us some of the why of prophecy and the prophetic, and he gave us a really good uh, biblical framework for where that all comes from. And so if you haven't, uh, if you didn't catch it last week, I'd recommend after this, you give it a listen on the podcast or watch it back on YouTube. Because uh, what we're doing tonight, we're going a little bit more into the nuts and bolts of how do we actually go about um, doing prophecy? How do we get involved in the prophetic? How do I give or receive a prophetic word? Now, it's my hope tonight um, that if nothing else, that we would realize that prophecy, the prophetic, it's for everyone. You don't have to be a special kind of Christian. You don't have to have a, like, uh, you know, you don't have to have the Holy Spirit on speed dial to be able to engage with the prophetic. When we read through the scriptures, some of the most random people end up speaking on behalf of God. Uh, And so I I really believe that this is for everyone. So um, if you don't think you can do it, um, I want to challenge that. My hope is that by the end of tonight, you would feel that um, you can give this a go. And we're actually going to give a chance for everyone to have a go at this in a non-threatening way. Don't worry. So with that said, let's just get straight into it. If you have a Bible handy, I want to encourage you to open it up right now um, to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. uh, And we're going to have a read of a passage that I think is one of the key scriptures when it comes to uh, the prophetic. Now, while you're turning there, let me give you just a little bit of context for what we're about to read. This is a letter that's addressed to the church in Corinth, which was a city in ancient Roman days. It was a port city, quite a large one, and it was very cosmopolitan. It was a real melding of different cultures. There was a temple there to Aphrodite, uh, and so the cult of Aphrodite was really present there. Uh, There was also a lot of uh, Oriental influence, lots of people coming in from the East and bringing different ideas and philosophies and uh, religious ideas as well. And so in addition to being, uh, having a lot of cultures in the same place at Corinth, there were a lot of different uh, religious ideas and expressions. And so it was quite an experimental city uh, in terms of its spirituality. And that really comes across in the passage we're about to Read Because clearly the Corinthian church was very excited about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, And to the point that the meetings were starting to get a little bit out of 
hand because the, the people gathering were so enthusiastic about participating in the gifts of the Spirit that it was disrupting their public worship. This is part of a, a passage uh, with that's chapters 12, 13, and 14 that kind of go together in one argument. So I'd encourage you to have a read of it all together uh, to get a bit more of a sense of what's happening here. But we're going to take two little chunks and read them uh, from chapter 14, where Paul specifically, Paul, the Apostle Paul, the author of this letter, is specifically talking about uh, the role of tongues and prophecy in church life. So hopefully you're there by now. I'm going to pass over to Kaz. She's going to bring our reading now, and then uh, we'll come back and chat a bit about the implications of this passage. Hi, Northridge Evening Community. It's Kaz here, and I have the privilege to bring the Bible reading for this week. And it's taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and I'm reading from the NIV version. So I'll start with um, chapter 14, verse 1, and I'll read through to 5, and then we'll skip down to verse 22. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets, so that the church may be edified. So moving down now, still in chapter 14, but verse 22, and I'll read through to the end of verse 33. Tongues then are a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is not for unbelievers, but for believers. So if the whole church comes together and everyone speaks in tongues and inquirers or unbelievers come in, will they not say that you are out of your mind? But if an unbeliever or an inquirer comes in while everyone is prophesying, they are convicted of sin and are brought under judgment by all as the secrets of their hearts are laid bare. So they will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. What then shall we say, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. If anyone speaks in a tongue, Two or at the most three should speak, one at a time, and someone must interpret. If there is no interpreter, the speaker should keep quiet in the church and speak to himself and to God. Two or three prophets should speak, and the others should weigh carefully what is said. And if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, the first speaker should stop. For you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. 
the spirits of prophets are subject to the control of prophets. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. Thanks so much, Kaz, for bringing that reading. You are an absolute treasure. Thank you. You know, something that I feel that we have lost as a community um, in this pandemic time, it's, it's been such a difficult time for us for so many reasons, but something that I really lament is the way that it's affected uh, our prophetic culture as a community. And it's not that we can't still give and receive words of prophecy in this time. You know, we can still absolutely do that. But in the same way as worship, there's just something about when we come together in the same place, when we're physically together as a church community, about the way that that enables the prophetic. Uh, And it's something that we really, really miss. And in its place, we've really pushed into community. You know, the sense of community that I think we've felt during particularly this lockdown has been something extraordinary. The fact that we're able to feel connected and remain connected, that we're looking out for for one another as a community is really beautiful. But as we push deep into community, uh, we run a little bit of a risk because if, we just, if we're just a community, then how are we different from a sports club? The thing that separates us from any other community on earth is the presence of the living God that draws us together by his spirit. And one of the ways that we can engage with God, we can invite him into our presence and into our gathering is through the practice of the prophetic. You know, every now and then uh, I think to myself, I want to be really honest with you. Every now and then uh, I think to myself, do we really honestly believe that an invisible being uh, talks to us in our heads? And I think the answer to that, honestly, is yes. First of all, it's really clear in scripture that this stuff is important. You know, the passage that we've just uh, read It says that we should eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, but especially prophecy. And it gives us some insight into how the prophetic can build us up as a community, but can also be really significant when people come from outside the gathering. I've seen firsthand how the giving and receiving of prophetic words can, can change lives. You know, Adam shared a little bit about how the prophetic has been so important to him last week. And it's ultimately, it's, The prophetic is not about showing off. It's not about people being impressed with you when you give a great word. It's not even about getting a reaction from the person. It's about building up God's church in maturity so that we can be the church that God always dreamed of. Uh, When we listen to him and when we involve him in our community life. And I have this sense that for us, the time to start rebuilding uh, the prophetic culture for us, it's now. It's not when we get back into the building. It's We need to start ramping up to it now. You know, I really believe that God in this coming season is going to speak through people who would never have expected that they could give a prophetic word. I really believe that God is going to begin to start moving uh, in the prophetic in all of us, but especially those who, who don't think that they can do it. And so as we are learning how to do this now, I want to encourage you all uh, to think about how you might be able to get involved in doing this because when it comes down to it, it's not that hard uh, and it's a lot of fun. So how do we actually give 
a prophetic word. So what I want to do is share with you how I would go about giving a prophetic word to someone. Uh, I know everyone has a slightly different process for this, but this is kind of what's landed for me. And so I want to be able to share this with you because hopefully uh, it'll make things really simple. I believe that the first step or the first thing that's needed uh, in giving a prophetic word is a desire. You know, yes, God can whack you over the head sometimes. You'll just be sitting there and he'll just give you a word for someone uh, and you can go and give it. But more often than not, in my experience, it starts with you going, okay, God, who do you, maybe looking around the room at church and going, who do you want to bless? Um, who, can, who can you give me a word for? Um, or maybe you're in a prayer ministry setting with someone uh, and you go, you know, God, what do you have for this person? What do you want to speak to this person? Uh, and, you know, you can actually seek out prophetic ministry. You don't have to wait for someone to come up to you. You can actually ask someone for a prophetic word. You know, uh, a few weeks ago, Jen and I really felt like we could do with a little bit of prophetic input into a decision we were making. And so we called Adam and Debbie and we asked them to pray for us. And so they literally just uh, sat down later that day. They recorded a voice memo for us and sent it over. And it was such a blessing. You know, God can totally work in that way. But the point is, you don't have to wait. You can actually seek out uh, prophetic input if that's what you like. And so the prophetic process, it starts with desire. It starts with wanting to hear uh, from the Lord for yourself or for someone else. The, se- the, the second thing to do, or the second part of uh, the prophetic process for me, is then inviting the Holy Spirit into the situation and actually taking some time to wait. I love to joke with our life group that I'm really comfortable with uncomfortable silence. It's partly true. Uh, But, you know, we're not in a rush when we're dealing with the prophetic. I would rather have a couple of moments in awkward silence and have a wonderful word for someone than try and rush through it. When we're waiting for the Lord or when we're seeking the Lord for a word, it doesn't have to look or be weird. You know, we're not about being weird for the sake of being weird in the vineyard. Uh, It could just look like the most natural thing in the world. So you're just literally waiting for the Lord. As you're waiting, as you're seeking a prophetic word for someone, be attentive to the thoughts that run through your head. Um, Pay really close attention. Take every thought captive. Uh, But in addition to that, just pay attention to your surroundings. You know, sometimes God might highlight something on the person, like a particular feature or attribute. Or something in the environment around you, um, God will just draw your attention to. Pay attention to that as well. The things that God might give you as a prophetic word or as a um, prophetic impartation, it might be a particular passage of scripture, preferably not a really long one. Maybe a shorter one would be better, but a a passage of scripture. Um, It might be a picture in your head. You know, you might see a picture of a, a pink elephant, for example. Uh, You might get an individual word or a phrase uh, that you want to share with them. Uh, It could be song lyrics. Uh, You might experience suddenly pain somewhere in your body. You know, your leg starts to hurt. And so you say, have you got something wrong with your leg? Um, It could be a feeling that you get. You just get this overwhelming sense of joy as you're looking at them and you can share that with them. It, It can be pretty much anything you like. Uh, The sky's the limit, but they're some of the most common ways that I find God will give me a prophetic word for someone. Uh, 
Prophetic words don't necessarily have to be things about the future. So it might be uh, that God is giving you something um, that's speaking into a present situation or God, maybe God's highlighting something important from their past. So it doesn't necessarily have to be future oriented. Uh, but then when you feel like God has, uh, has given you something, that, that scripture or that word or that picture, maybe, maybe this is a bit cheeky, but I like to ask God, is there anything else? So, you know, you get that first thing and I'll go, oh, that's awesome, God. Thank you. Is there anything else? And then I'll do the process again. I'll wait and I'll see if anything else comes to mind. And then when I get something else, I'll go, okay, God, what else have you got? Have you got more? Um, and <laughs> it feels a little bit cheeky, but I just think it shows hunger to the Lord when we do that. And I find often when I do that, that the second or the third thing that I get really lands for people. Uh, and if it doesn't, then you've got some backup things as well. Uh, so that's kind of uh, how I like to do the waiting process. And so once you get to that point, that's when uh, you get to the third step, which is to share the prophetic word or picture or scripture. Now, uh, if you're in a prayer ministry setting uh, or if someone's asked for prophecy, you don't have to do this necessarily. But um, if you're just going to go up to someone and offer a word, it's usually okay to ask first. Uh, just check if they're comfortable receiving the word, particularly if they're new or you don't know them. It's also really important when you're sharing a word uh, to leave room to be wrong because even the most experienced prophetic people get it wrong from time to time. And so it's always good uh, to preface a word with, I feel like God might be saying, you know, you, you, we're not, we aren't God. We're not Old Testament prophets. Uh, we are just practicing uh, the gifts of the spirit. And so it's important to leave room to be wrong. So preface it with, I feel like God might be saying. Uh, when you share a word, there's usually two parts to it. The first one is the, the word itself. And then the second one is the interpretation. So let's say I'm praying for you and I get a picture of a rainbow and I might feel like God's trying to say that he loves you. So the first thing to do is just share the, I would encourage you just share the picture first. Say, I got a picture of a rainbow. Does that mean anything to you? Because for them, that image or, or word or picture or whatever you have, it might carry some really significant uh, meaning to them that you're not aware of. And if you go and share the word and the interpretation straight away, you might actually miss the opportunity for that to land for them. So first things, I'd encourage you to share uh, just the, I'd encourage you just to share the, the word. And then if they say, oh, you know, not sure if that lands, then you share the interpretation. You say, I saw a picture of a rainbow and I think it means that God loves you. Um, it's just about creating, it's just about respecting the autonomy of the person receiving the word and giving them the chance to make meaning out of it on their own before rushing in with your clever interpretation. It's really important when you're sharing a prophetic word with someone, don't turn it into a preach. Don't preach at them. Just keep it really short and simple. It just honors uh, their time and it gives them a chance to process on their own rather than you laying meaning and meaning and meaning and meaning upon the word. And finally, if the word doesn't fit, then don't force it. You know, if, if someone doesn't necessarily want to accept the word, that's so fine. That's totally fine. So once you've shared the word, the next step is to pray into it. Uh, it's really good at this point to ask, you know, does that fit for you? 
Uh, Would you like to pray about this? Uh, And just invite God in whatever that prophetic word did or revealed or, or spoke to them. Just pray into that and ask God to bless it. And then the final step, once you've had a little bit of a pray, um, I would encourage you to ask for feedback. You know, we are all learning this stuff. No one is beyond learning about the prophetic. And so a really helpful practice is just to say, how was that for you? Was that a good experience? Do you feel blessed by this experience? Uh, Do you feel like that word was from the Lord and how did it land? So we've just learned how to give a prophetic word. Now we're going to kind of switch seats and we're going to learn how to go about receiving a prophetic word well. Uh, And there's a lot to be said about this, but I want to make it kind of simple. I think that receiving a prophetic word comes down to two really simple questions. The first one is, does it feel like this word, does this word fit for me? And the second one is, do I believe that this is from God? Now, the first question, you can usually answer that pretty quickly. You're the expert on you. Uh, And so you'll probably know whether it fits or not. The second one takes a little bit more discernment. How do I know if this one's actually from God? And I think when you ask those two questions, they're both yes or no questions. It forms like uh, a quadrant, which I'm going to put up on the screen over here. Uh, And I think there's four different responses we can have to a prophetic word. The first one is if uh, it feels like it fits and it's definitely from God. You know, those moments where it's like, how can you possibly have known that? But wow, that's encouraging. Then you celebrate, you party. God has spoken. Uh, You can pray about it. You can be blessed. uh, And we all get really excited about the fact that God is speaking into our lives and into our community. Easy. Uh, On the other corner of the quadrant, if if it really doesn't feel like it fits uh, and it really doesn't sound like God, then you just flush it. You just leave it behind. You don't actually have to accept a prophetic word. Just because someone has said they think it might be God, it doesn't mean it is. You can leave it. Those two are pretty clear cut. The other two are really interesting. Uh, So what happens when you get a word uh, that feels like it fits, but you're not sure if it's from God? You know, someone gives you a word about your broken arm. They probably just noticed the fact it was in a cast. Uh, so, you know, you probably just noticed that one, but it was encouraging and it fit. In that situation, you just take the encouragement. You know, if, if you're strengthened, if you're encouraged, if you're blessed, then you know what? That's probably God speaking to you anyway. Uh, but yeah, there are certainly situations where someone might say something spot on, but you're not really sure if it's from God. You just take the encouragement. Uh, finally, what if uh, and, and this is the one that takes a little bit of discernment. What if it doesn't feel like it fits, but it might, but you're not sure if it's from God or not? Uh, and you think it might be. Well, that's where it's really helpful to write words down or even just record uh, someone, you know, with a voice memo as they're giving you a word. Jen and I received some prophetic ministry from someone who is really, really experienced and well-known uh, for their ability in this area. Um, several years ago and it was a great time but we didn't really feel like the word that they gave us fit Um, but Jen recorded it onto a voice memo and we came back to it actually just a few weeks ago and it was extraordinary the way that this word was speaking directly into our situation it was amazing Um, and how how lucky that we chose to record that and to keep that on file Um, and God just happened to highlight it to Jen and remind her of uh, that time. 
You know, sometimes someone might give you exactly the right word, but it's not for now. It's for next week or next year or 10 years time. It's good to write this stuff down and just keep it in the back of your mind because you never know when God uh, might use it to speak. Ultimately, what we learn from the passage that we read earlier is that the prophetic is for the strengthening, encouraging, and comforting of God's people. And so at the end of the day, uh, if you are strengthened, uh, if you're encouraged, if you're comforted, then that's wonderful. Uh, we're glad that we we showed up. We're glad that we gave it a go. Um, and if you take away anything else um, from a time of the prophetic, uh, if it's discouraging, if it's confusing, disoriented, then leave it behind. And that's fine. Now, you probably noticed in that last section that when we engage in prophetic ministry, there is actually potential uh, for things to get a little bit hairy. Uh, You know, there is actually potential to do a lot of damage uh, if we do this stuff wrong. And so we've got some guidelines here at Northridge and in the vineyard, um, just some helpful guidelines to help us uh, decide which kinds of words we give and maybe which words we we hold on to. Uh, And so I'm going to share a few of them with us now. The first one is that whenever we give a prophetic word, whatever we say to someone, um, it needs to line up with God, with, with the heart of God as revealed in Scripture. And so knowing the Scriptures really well will really help you here. Of course, you don't have to have a PhD in theology to be able to give a word. Um, but if you want to learn and grow in the prophetic, then getting to know your Bible really well is a great thing to do. As I said before, words should be strengthening, encouraging, and comforting. And so if we're going to give a prophetic word to someone, we generally want it to be something positive. Now, God certainly can give words of warning or correction, uh, but they can be a little bit tricky. The way you deliver them is really important. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment, but it's probably best not to go and give you know someone who's at church for the first time in 10 years a word of correction. So... Words should always respect the dignity, the privacy, and the autonomy of the individual. Particularly, you know, when we're giving prophetic words, we can sometimes get into really personal stuff. And so you just want to be a little bit careful about the way that you bring words, particularly if you think that they might be something a little bit sensitive. If in doubt, ask someone else before you give the word or bring someone else into the situation. It's also worth mentioning that Generally, when we do this stuff, uh, we like to do guys with guys, girls with girls, because it can just save some, uh, some potential awkwardness. Don't dress up knowledge as prophecy. You know, if you happen to know something about someone that they might not realize, don't go and give them a prophetic word based on that knowledge. That's, that's really not honoring what the prophetic is, and it has a potential to be very damaging. So just let's not do that. The next guideline is one I absolutely love. This is a bit of a classic, but it's known as the mates, dates, and babies rule. Rolls off the tongue. Uh, So as a general rule, don't prophesy, number one, uh, that someone will get married or that someone will end up with their crush. Don't prophesy that something will happen by a particular time or date. And finally, don't prophesy that someone is going to have a baby. You know, all of these things, they might seem really encouraging at the time, but if you get it wrong 
and you really uh, give someone hope about something that wasn't from the Lord, then you can end up, this, this stuff can do a lot of damage. Now, it's really important for me to say here that God actually can work in these ways. God can give you prophetic words uh, about who you're going to marry or, uh, or a particular date or time. God can give words of correction, uh, like I said earlier. But when this happens, we need to be really thoughtful about the process we go through. Um, I would suggest if you get a word that contravenes uh, one of these guidelines or um, a word that might be really hard to bring, don't go straight to the person. Take it to someone uh, in church leadership or take it to someone who you know is experienced in the prophetic and weigh it up with them first. Just because you've received a word from someone, you think it's from the Lord, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to give it to them in the way that we've described. For example, if you have a word about a particular um, a particular date, you think that someone is going to get married before a particular date, rather than give them that word, you can actually write that down, date it, and put it away. And then when that comes to pass, you can show them you know, that God spoke to you at that time. And it's just as encouraging. Um, if you do decide you want to share it, then do it together with, like I said, um, someone in leadership of the church or someone experienced in the prophetic so you can bring it in a way that's going to minimize the risk of, of damage or harm. Because like I said earlier, ultimately all of this is for the building up of the church. Um, it can, the pr- prophetic ministry can go horribly wrong if it's not done right. But I feel like just following some of these simple guidelines uh, can help keep us out of danger and keep this stuff really uh, encouraging and positive and fun. Now, clearly doing this in an online format like this, it's kind of fun, actually. Uh, I've, you know, clearly this is not live and uh, I'm not actually seeing what any of you are going to write. Um, but it's kind of it's kind of cool doing it in this way. But, um, you know, there's there's clearly a few of those little steps that we, we've kind of had to, to cut out a little bit. But hopefully this has shown you that we don't actually have to be physically together to do this. You know, I really believe that the Lord wants to continue to build a prophetic culture uh, in our community. And I believe that needs to start now. Hopefully you've realized, as I've shared, that this is something that anyone can do. You know, church is supposed to be a safe place to learn how to listen to God and how to share his heart for other people. And so, you know what, if you get it wrong, then that's fine. That's how we learn. Sometimes it's by trial and error. But I would really encourage you, even this week, you know, you it doesn't have to be in a church service to do this stuff. You can just wake up in the morning and uh, decide to, to pray for someone. You can ask God, who do you want to bless today? And you can send him a text message, send him a, a voice memo, whatever it is. I am so looking forward to the day uh, that we get to all gather together again Um, And we get to do this together in person. But in the meanwhile, let's begin to build this culture of the prophetic. Let's begin to uh, share words with one another, share encouragement with one another, build up one another um, and and listen to God and hear from God uh, all the while. So why don't I pray and then we'll wrap up. Lord, I want to thank you for the wonderful, wonderful gift of the prophetic. Thank you that um, you speak to us. Um, You speak to us individually, but also that um, we get to do this in community. 
that you speak to us through one another as well. And so, Lord, right now, I just want to pray that you would pour out uh, prophetic gifting on everyone who's watching this video right now, that you would just release that gift to them. Lord, I want to ask that even now you would be, uh, as we're scattered, that you would be building a prophetic culture in our community and you would um, just continue to, to speak to us for one another. And I want to pray that all in all of this, that your church, that your people would be strengthened, encouraged, and comforted as we do all of this. In the name of your son, Jesus.